Thank you, Teresa. Well, Charlie and who uh, Marty had on jackets, and um, I said, well, I want to represent too. Um, powerless over alcohol. My name is Mike D, and um, it's an honor and a privilege. I, I think I probably need to clarify that powerless over alcohol and not identifying as an alcoholic because somebody says, what is he up to? And very young in my recovery, um, I diagnosed myself other than alcoholic. And um, there's a part in the big book that says, um, for we have been not only mentally and physically ill, we have been spiritually sick. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. So there's a common bond with us on this meeting. And I don't do this very often. Um, I'm, I'm a prime candidate for another fellowship that uses the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I was sparring and weaned in it from my uh, second year recovery. My sobriety date is March 9th, 1987. Um, Mark told me I needed to tell you guys that um, because we in this crowd of 500 and something people, dollar to a donut, we have a doubting Thomas. We have a doubting Thomas. You don't really believe that your life can be recreated. You're stuck in a place that you believe you'll be there forever. You're, you're, as the cliches in our program goes, restless, irritable, discontent. You don't see any light. So um, you need to know, like I had to find out, that you can recover. You don't have to be recovering for the rest of your life. You can recover. You can become a recovered person, meaning I get back stuff that I freely gave away. And the main deal that I freely gave away was my spirit and my soul. It's interesting, I, I was thinking about how does a guy like me get to a place like this? I was born in a little country called Harlem, New York, and in that country, um, untreated alcoholism and untreated drug addiction was a way of life. I was brought up in it. Family members, um, guys on the block, um, just the whole gamut. And I began to believe that that was my destiny. I would die that way. And lie. Somebody thinks this is the end of the road. This is the beginning of the road for somebody in this meeting. There's a bunch of miracles and a bunch of blessings that's just waiting for you, but you have to open up. Ali said he, he wants us to talk about Mark a little bit. Um, one of Mark's follow favorite sayings was be a hollow bone. Be a hollow bone. I never thought that my life would get to the place that it is now. And I'm not talking about externally, I'm talking about internally. If you just don't pick up, you'll get some external stuff. You'll be able to save a couple of dollars and you'll get the 
the the mama and you'll get the daddy and you'll get the hoopty and you'll get the house and the picket fence and the two little dogs running around. You'll get it. Just don't pick up. This is not what this is about. Thank God for my teachers and the elders that were put in my life very young in my recovery. They were steeped in the spiritual aspects of this program. No holes barred. They didn't spare the rod to spoil the child. They spoke truth. I am so grateful. I'm honored to be here today. Like I said, how does a guy that was stuck in a four block radius for some 20 something years get to speak to people all over the world? And they've been doing it for a very long time now. That last treatment center was about, maybe I just won't pick up again. With no understanding that this wasn't even on a certain level about picking up, this was about needing my life recreated. Needing some new morals and values and philosophies implanted in my thinking as a result of being brainwashed and then become willing to live along those lines. No idea, no idea. And again, somebody on this meeting, you think it's about that. You think it's about if I just don't pick up. Well, the power for the obsession and, and the, 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 the uh, um, allergy to be removed, it's there. That, that's just a smidgen of what happens here. There's a club in the club. Thank God I know a few people that's in the club in the club. So good to see Charlie. So good to see Katie. Our old Texas visit. Chris will be on later. So glad that there's a club in the club. I call it the Mad Dog Club. I call it the no matter what club. Something's gotta happen or no matter what, you picking up again. It don't matter how long you've been, you've stayed stopped. Don't matter. My buddy's looking for me. He ain't gonna stop because you got um, triple digits or whatever you got. He's not gonna stop. He's got an agenda. Thank God for those teachers, for the love of the big book. What's that about? How did those guys know about me stuck in that little segregated community in the ghettos of New York City? How did they know about me? How did they pinpoint me? How did they know that I could zero in on what the problem is and then offer a solution that would give solution to that problem. How did they know that? How did they know that it didn't matter where you were from, what part of the world, I, I hopefully um, some of my over the pond people are on here. Well, I know they are. Um, because they kind of think I got something to say. It, it ain't me. This has nothing to do with me. 
This is the result of humbling myself and being willing to follow some directions. And, and I'm not a suggestion guy, even though the big book says that. I'm not a suggestion guy. I need directions. I need to be pointed. I need to, I need to be talked to. And that's what them guys did for me. Mark Houston was astronomical in his spiritual way of living life. I think Katie said it, he wasn't perfect, but my God, he had crossed the line where he had contact, personal relationship and contact with a power greater than ourselves. Where, where, where did it, how do you get, how did you get here, Mike? Because God loves me. He loved me through that entire experience. He knew that experience was necessary to get me here with you guys this morning. He knew that that experience would enhance my life on a level that would make it necessary for me to get back home. He knew that. He loved me until I couldn't love myself. And then he loved me until I could love myself. He put a roadmap out for me. I don't know about you. The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous is a roadmap. It puts you on a journey. Doesn't give you a destination because this is never ending. All it does is it gets you to a power that begins the recreation process by you recreating your life. Ain't no fairy dust here. Ain't no magic wands here. It's about surrender. A guy named Harry Tebow wrote a paper, Compliance Versus Surrender. Powerful paper if you haven't read it. So many of y'all out there in this 500 and some people, you're being compliant. You're in inventory, you won't write. You got a sponsor, you don't talk to them. You're in amends, you won't complete. Every, sing every single amends can be completed. Every single one. There's no wiggle room in this. That's recovery. That's being recovered for me. In amends, written inventory umpteen times, just in the back end of another piece of work coming up on 35 years in a couple months. What, 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 man? <laughs> How? Because there's a club in the club. There's a power and a spirit in the rooms that makes this a healing circle, makes it God's house, makes it align with the way he would have us to be. I lose my selfishness and my self-centeredness and I become selfless. Doesn't happen overnight. Take some time. So if you just got to us, give yourself a break. Write some inventories, make some amends. Work with some people. Be selfless. Do ultimately what we do 
for, for the result that we get, which is service. That's it. I do this to be here for you. That's it. Mark was an extraordinary individual. I met Mark somewhere in the 90s by way of Joe Hawk, who was his buddy. And we were doing Steel on Steel. Um, Joe introduced us to Steel on Steel and Mark created Steel on Steel. And we were having a session and in walks Mark, big guy, big buffy guy. Began to drop pearls of wisdom that has transformed my life till today. Became my friend and a mentor. Joe died and, and I needed a sponsor and, and I, I weathered the storm for a while and then it was brought to my attention. There's Mark Houston, ask him to sponsor you. And sponsor is, is um, I, I don't know, man. How about angel? How about the angels that's been placed in your life? Those that the things they tell you couldn't, cannot be of human configuration. They have to be of spiritual indoctrination. And I asked Mark to sponsor me and um, I, I had grown to know him from a distance, but then it became very personal, very personal. I'd call him and I'd talk to him about stuff and, and he'd simply ask me, so how does, how's that working for you, Mike? And there would be silence because it wasn't. He always left it up to me to seek out the answers and get the direction as a result of prompts. That's one of my favorite deals today, follow the prompts because spirit will prompt you. Spirit will give you what you need. God will put in front of you what's applicable through whatever it is that you're moving through. All you got to do is be still, which is hard for, for us recovering people. We don't like to be still. We, we know something. We know something and some of us have been somewhere and we've had all types of experiences. So we, we think we're knowledge-based, philosophical, intellectual, we don't give God a chance. He continued to, to um, bring home the God idea, the hanging out with God idea, the quiet time idea, the surrender idea, the looking glass idea. One area in my life that, that was problematic throughout my recovery was relationships and women. And he said, well, well, Mike, you know, when you go to buy a car, do you just go buy a car or get a car or, or do you check it out first? 
Do you look at the color and do you look at the engine and do you take it for a test drive and do you look at the, the upholstery and the mechanics under the hood? You, you check it out, right? So, so why you don't do that with your relationships? Did a piece of work with him on labels, an entire piece of work on labels. What if they can't live up to the label you'll have assigned them, Mike? Husband, father, mother, son, daughter. What if, what if to their best ability, they can't fulfill that? What, what do you do then, Mike? So much he passed on to me. Was in Los Las Vegas, Nevada, when I when when I was in sponsorship with him and I was married and my marriage had petered out. And as I do, and like a lot of you out there do, you hold on with tooth and nails, not wanting to let go. And I got off work one day and and uh so I had a call from Mark. Mark didn't call you. I grew up in a lineage of sponsorship that sponsors don't call sponsees. And I said, oh, Mark called me. When I called him back, he said, Mike, Vegas is over. He said that marriage is over. That profession of culinary arts that you've been in for 20 something years is over. A new chapter needs to open in your life. What it is, I don't know, Mike, but I know it's over. Spirit told me that. He said, I got some stuff down here. And, and if you're interested, you can find a home down here. And I made a decision to leave Las Vegas, Nevada, and I, and I moved to Maynard, Texas to work with Mark on his recovery branch. Quite interesting because then it was face to face. It wasn't telephone. Back then there was no Skype and Zoom and all that. At least we didn't use it if it was. And I got to work with him on a one-on-one a, on -one -one basis, sitting across from him. Not only in the recovery process, but in a work environment. And the attitude of being responsible and up and have integrity and all that was passed on to me. Treasure map. A treasure map, a map leads you to something. And while you're on that journey, on that road, you're gonna meet all types of people and all type, be in all types of situations that are part of that journey. I've had an awesome trip. And I say had because lack of a better word, it's still happening. Why, why are you still here, Mike? Because at certain times, I'm still quite insane. 
even though I'm recovered in a number of areas of my life, I don't believe you, you, you're given more than you can handle at any one time. That's why continuous movement through the 12 steps is of necessity. Because I get to see another part of me that I didn't see before. I get to unveil another piece of me that will allow me the opportunity to move just a little bit closer to God. Never gets perfect. It never gets perfect. I get the opportunity to, to create a family that's worldwide. I was stuck for 20 something years in a mindset. I thought it was geographical. When I left New York in 1980, I thought it was about geographics. Let me just get out of this little cesspool here. I didn't know it wasn't about it being a cesspool, that my mind was the cesspool. I had taken on um, ideas and philosophies and morals that were about my self-destruction. Didn't know that. I am so thankful. I am so thankful that I was loved until I could love myself. I was loved until I was able to give me love and then give you love. See, until you love you, you can't love nobody or nothing else unconditionally. We're selfish and self-centered. So vividly, I can remember my times in, in Maynard, Texas, how Mark just took me under his wing. He loved me like a brother. He loved me like a friend. He loved me like a companion, a partner. No conditions on that. It struck like a thunderbolt that Friday night when we got the news that he had passed. Unexpected. Because he was such a fit man had a gym on the property on the ranch that he used just about every day. Stayed active in recovery. Would go to meetings with him where he spoke. Would go a couple times and, and he would say, oh, by the way, you speaking, I'm not. What a, what a personal relationship. You, you don't get too many of them around here. You get a lot of associates, but you don't get friends. Mark Houston was my friend. He was my brother. He added to the introduction to the fellowship of the spirit. Because that's what we're really about. We got three types of y'all that hang out with us. But my, my belief and my understanding is that there's a club in the club. That's for that real guy. No matter what, he's going to pick up. No matter what, 
he's got to have his life recreated no matter what. He's got to access power, get a hold of power, then learn how to use power effectively. Not to my devious self-centered ends. That's who Mark was. He was a teacher of accessing power. The disciplines of steps 10 and 11 was very special to him. Meditation was very special to him. Staying grounded and centered was very special to him. He was a no holes barred guy, which I love. Because before I met him, I had met a lot of no holes barred guys where I come from and a couple women raised by three women that were no holes barred. I thank God for that today in that experience. I didn't understand it, understand it today because they seated me in those first 10 years of my life. They gave me the keys to the kingdom. I didn't want them, no. I gave them back. Went about my merry way, living life as to what I thought it should be. Very necessary. So if you're having an experience today that you think is not pertinent and relevant in your life today, eh, wrong. For me, any given moment is the will of God happening in my life. The question is, what are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna work with it the same way you've always worked with it? Or are you gonna look at it through a new pair of glasses? Are you gonna stay in the now or are you gonna reflect on what happened yesterday or try to figure out where you should be tomorrow? All we have is now. So much that, that, that this little bit of time makes it inadequate to really talk about this book, this process, these teachers, this teacher, this giant that was put in my life. Mark loved me unconditionally. He knew every single thing about me. Didn't hear it. No place else either. For the love of the big book teaches us discipline, teaches us manners, teaches us the very simple, basic things like love your neighbor, do unto others, stuff that we've heard all our lives, but we, we weren't willing to adapt our life to that way of living. But if you're in the club, in the club, if you're in the nucleus of what we do in recovery, if you have that real variety, then there's some must that's outlined in that book that I must do. Why? Because I must straighten out spiritually. 
the spiritual malady must be overcome. I'm, I'm kind of um, um, ambivalent to that word malady um, because of the way my recovery and the offshoots that's happened in my recovery. Uh, malady implies sickness. Spirit is of God. God don't get sick. God don't get sick. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I get separated from the power of God. I need power to live. I need power to make the right decision, to outthink what this mind says you need to do as opposed to the next right thing to do. I need power. I need to be brought back home. I separate myself from a power that I had very young in my life. I've been able to revisit that as a result of moving through the 12 steps a number of times to see where I wasn't always sick. I wasn't always separated. I didn't always have the allergy or the obsession. Deep-rooted, my, my untreated alcoholism started at a very young age. And in an effort to get some ease and comfort and get relief, I found a solution. That's what we're dealing with here. That spiritual separation, that spiritual deal that only a God of my own understanding can fix. We're not any different than a number of, of facilities and auspices. So I'm just grateful to be here today in the fellowship of the spirit which has helped me to find a camaraderie worldwide. Has helped me to escape that isolation and that individuality that kept me separate from you guys forever. Now I'm inclusive. I'm in the club, in the club. I have a threefold disease. Spiritual, mental, physical. Having treated the spiritual separation, the spiritual malady, I've, I've, I've cleaned up, I've sobered up physically and mentally. That's my journey today. I'm in partnership with a God of my own understanding. I'm an instrument that he uses. I'm of service to his world. It's not for everybody, but a dollar to a donut is for somebody out here this afternoon that's wondering, what am I doing here? What, what's the purpose of me being here? Is it just that I don't drink anymore? That's just the tip of the iceberg. 
there's a whole new deal that's just waiting for you. There's a whole new outlook on life that's waiting to rear its head in your life. Mark was instrumental. Was instrumental in getting me to see that. And getting me to relinquish what I thought I knew. Getting me to pay attention to the chatter of a thousand monkeys. Chop wood, carry water, Mike, he used to tell me. Meaning keep it busy, keep it moving. Watch what, watch what God will do. You just keep it moving. You just do the work. I've done that. I'm thoroughly convinced that this is what I will do for the rest of my life. What's that, Mike? Help somebody. Very simple. Very simple deal. Sit across the table or look through a Zoom, a, a Zoom deal or whatever and look into the eyes of someone who gets it, gets that what they need, they already have. They don't have to go looking for it nowhere. They don't have to go into a temple or a mosque or a church. What they have is deep down within them, cultivated, activated, put it into practical application. Get out of your selfish, self-centered self and help someone else. Watch God show up. Watch spirit show up. Watch direction show up. Watch intuition become the mainstay of your life. Watch inspiration guide you to, to things that are unbelievable that you never knew is possible for you. Somebody's hurting this afternoon. Somebody's hurting still. You've been around us for a while too, man. You've been hanging out with us. You haven't availed yourself to what we do in the nucleus of recovery. Cause we do a bunch of stuff around here, but there's a nucleus. There's a process of recovery. There's a big book that's a roadmap. Yeah, treasures all along the way. Surrender. Take a look at the God idea. Make a decision that there's gotta be a power that, that's greater than the power that I have because the power I have is failing me make a decision and I'm gonna hang out with that power, but I can't just make a decision. I gotta take some action, gotta get busy. Same way I did in the street. I got busy in the street. I got what I needed. That same attitude followed me into recovery. No holes barred. Followed it up with action four through nine. Then I get to live in the honey, milk and honey of the program. Steps 10, 11, and 12. Milk and honey. Have you ever tasted milk and honey? So sweet. Sweet to the soul. 
Both of them are good for your body. I want to thank Ali and I want to thank Teresa because I'm not the norm in this forum. In this forum, that's why I identified as powerless over alcohol. I don't do this very often, but because they asked, and because of who Mark was in my life, and as a result of what the Big Book has done for my life, I sit here with you this morning, this afternoon, of no doings of my own. This is not because of me. It's because of what's in the rooms of recovery has infiltrated my life and changed my life. And has allowed me to breathe on a daily basis. Recovered. Got me back. Once I get me back, I can be there for you. That's what this is about. Being there for you, that's it. If you knew Mark, you know that's what he was about. And I'm gonna rephrase that. That's what he is about because his spirit lives. His spirit lives. I can remember after he died, I went back down to Austin and I, I spoke at the facility and went into the office and some stuff was there that belonged to him. And uh, a couple items, I just asked if I could have them because his spirit is attached to them. So I keep them around me. In back of me is a wind chime that was his. There's a hunting knife over on the table next to me. I didn't know when I, when I set this up to speak from this angle, um, Spirit just told me you did it because you wanted him to surround you. I can go in prayer, I can go in meditation and he'll show up and I'll hear his voice and I'll hear his direction. And I'll hear him say, how's that working for you, Mike? <laughs> My God. If you haven't experienced what we really do here, you're missing a treat. You're missing the treasures of this program. Somebody will really love you unconditionally. Excuse my language, but someone will really give a fuck about you. That was Mark Houston. I would think um, time is up. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to be a part of this today. But I wanna thank Spirit for allowing Mark Houston to be a part of my life. He impacted it on a level like not very many. 
Not very many. And I want to thank Joe Hawk for introducing me to him. Those two guys. Those two guys right there. Teresa, I love you. Allie, I love you. My fellows in the rooms of recovery, I love you. And it's one thing that I want to leave you with. And that one thing is that God is. If you have any doubts, any doubts, know that God is. Be still. Be still. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you.